0: You're listening to Grindhouse Courthouse. We put movies on trial to determine whether or not a film has committed too many movie misdemeanors to be considered viewable. Please rise for the Honourable Judge this
1: episode. Hello and welcome to Grindhouse Courthouse. Back in 1998, we were hit with two world-ending disaster movies. Both were about the dangers of objects from outer space hitting our planet. With our cinema surviving for around 20 years, we have our man, Jared Butler, starring in back-to-back, world-ending disaster movies. He comes out swinging with Geostorm, a movie that battles climate change with the power of heat, water, and pressure. Mankind built a satellite system that can shoot lasers to control our weather, and it has been hit by a virus and is out of control, sending our world into doomsday. Brothers must work together to regain control and save the world. Switching stances, Jared then went on deleting greenland this film follows the struggles of one family as they try to find a bunker in a secret location as a comet is hurtling towards earth we follow a journey as the world crumbles around them as they make their way to greenland in the red corner we have adam and tom defending the giant lasers in space with geostorm over in the blue corner we have dylan and matt defending the hammer wielding jared in greenland before we start i'd like to get a baseline from both of our teams and i want to ask you guys what movie That Jared Butler starred in is your favorite.
2: Of all time? Geostorm. Of all time. It's definitely (laughs) Geostorm. (laughs) Geostorm is to date his finest work, without a shadow of a doubt. Lovely. The rest of you?
1: I want a clarification. Is it Jared, Gerald, or Gerard?
3: I believe it's Jared.
1: (laughs) I don't think I mispronounced that once there. I don't know what you're talking about. It's Jared.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Dylan, that's pretty aggressive. Mr. Moderator has clarified that it is Jared. Yeah, I, I, I
1: don't I'm not hearing anything wrong here. It's Jared Butler. All right, all right, all right. It's
3: Jared. <laughs> uh Adam, what's your favorite movie from Mr. Butler? I have to agree I have to agree with my teammate here. Uh Geostorm is by far the best Butler movie around. Besides that rom com movie, there's one with like Jennifer Catherine Aniston. Hagle. No, and he was like probably... he had to like be with her and they've split up. It's really compelling drama, but we're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah. But Geostorm though, that's top notch action, spy thriller anything it's it's a genre bender this this is staying on record by the way just just to be sure fine with it fine with it put it on my grave okay okay uh dylan and matt
1: well i
0: mean machine gun preacher is pretty hard
1: to beat but
0: uh, (laughs) i think greenland did it i think they uh they they managed to top his own and i think machine gun preacher was the rom-com that you're thinking of adam so thank
3: thank you for clarifying
4: yeah it's definitely greenland It's the pinnacle of all cinema that we've ever seen, right? It has everything you want. It's got all the chaos. It's got the the family drama. It's got, I don't know. Fucking Roy from The Office.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, so just to clarify, uh, 300 did not make anyone's list. And all these other movies top that one. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Also, what is your favorite
2: world-ending disaster movie? Of all time. Of all time. Well, that's Armageddon. Geostorm, close second. I like Deep Impact more than Armageddon. How oh. dare you, sir? Ooh. That is simply unacceptable. And I will prove it to you with this 40-point PowerPoint presentation. Now, point number one. Deep Impact. Who's even in it? Name one person. I dare you. All
4: right. Uh, Elijah Wood. Holy shit, I stand corrected. I got to take a few minutes. Oh. So we got a Deep Impact. We got oh. Armageddon. Matt? I was going to say Armageddon too. Um, Wait,
0: that's not my choice. My choice is uh, *Land Before Time*.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, oh,
4: that's a good oh, one. Oh,
1: oh. oh, beautiful, beautiful. Matt, what's yours? Armageddon.
4: Yeah, it's Armageddon, which is why, like, Armageddon isn't actually like a good movie, and geostorm is just a shitty, idiotic, shallow, depressing version of Armageddon. Whoa,
3: that's a yeah. stance. Adam, do you have what's your favorite movie? I'm gonna go with Geostorm again. Uh I'm standing what? strong with this. Yeah, Geostorm all the way. Number one, any movie, any category. Best best thing I've watched to date. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna engrave that one on Adam's tombstone for sure now. Please do.
1: Please do. <laughs> Let's just talk about Jared himself in these two movies. Which one was his better role? Let's start with Dylan and Matt. Greenland. Was Jared's better role?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, let's let's get let's, let's back up for a second first and explain for a second why we're talking about these two movies specifically. The way that the timeline goes is that Jared Jerry was sitting there in like late 2014, early 2015, and he saw the writing on the wall. He saw the direction that the world was going. We're on the precipice of chaos. And misery and destruction that the whole planet would go on to experience for the rest of the decade. And his thought was what the world needs now is not love, sweet love. What we need is another shallow, stupid disaster movie starring me, Jared Butler.
3: (laughs) Okay. You almost had it. I I almost got you. You almost went all the way through.
4: What we got was Geostorm, which is a shitty, crappy movie literally depicting our impending doom, and it's all our fault, and it's just a joyless, crappy version of Armageddon that nobody in the world liked except for Tom and Adam. It has <laughs>
3: yeah, we're doing a
4: 16% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and in its first week at the box office, it lost to Tyler Perry's Boo 2 and Medea <laughs> Halloween. Have you ever heard of that?
2: Our child, yeah?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If we fast forward to four years later, our friend Jared saw the error in his ways and tried to make another gloomy disaster movie to right all of his wrongs. And it's actually good this time. What we get is Greenland. And look, I'm as surprised as you are that this thing is actually decent. But Greenland is deeper and more interesting than any other disaster movie you've ever seen. It has all the spectacle, And special effects of any other disaster movie, but it has something more. It gets right to your soul. Greenland has heart. And Geostorm is essentially just a football in the groin. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, what do you think would happen if Martin
0: Lawrence, Tyler Perry, and Eddie Murphy all tried to star in a movie together? Like, who would be the fat woman?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there would be sisters. Anyway, back on topic. Let's switch over back to Adam and Tom. Let's get your little
2: intro for why Geostorm is the best one. Now, it might be uncomfortable for the listeners, for my esteemed opponents, for the judge to hear. But Geostorm is, in fact, a better movie than Greenland. And it really comes down to just one simple thing. Do you like watching movies where nothing happens? Or do you like watching movies where anything (laughs) could happen? And Geostorm is exactly that movie. Because the science is based on magic. Gerard Butler's character is basically a magician. I'm pretty sure he's a magician. And it never lets you stop and think. It just goes from the next beat to the next beat. It's a wonderful roller coaster decided to guide you to the end of the film. What happens in Greenland? We haven't even talked about the child abduction. We haven't even talked about Roy Anderson. We haven't even talked about his shitty wife. It's really just the one thing. Let me put it to you this way. If Gerard Butler kills someone in a movie, how long do they spend dealing with the fallout of that murder? Would you think? 20 minutes? 30 minutes? Maybe the entire film in the case of 300? Or do you have one single scene where he washes his hands and then drives off? And that's exactly what Greenland is. It's just one single scene where people are driving and then
3: it ends.
4: Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I I would argue, okay, his role in
3: Greenland is actually the role that he was born to play. <laughs> yeah, generic father figure committing infidelity.
4: Yeah, infidelity. He's a little bit like he used to be in shape, but he's clearly let himself go now. He's a little bit un, like he's not clean shaven. He's kind of a, a schmuck. So you're saying he's playing himself. Yeah, exactly. So this is perfect for him. Okay, I'll take I'll take the bait from you. From you Dave, Let's talk about 300. Because I think everyone's first experience with... Jared, excuse me Jared Butler is that is in 300 where he's like this ripped like charismatic action star leader dude. And now we have like 20 years of experience with Jared and his career is not gone the same way. The real Jared is like this fat, slovenly like infidelity, just kind of a slob, like a loser dude.
3: I disagree. I disagree. Geostorm presents Jared Butler in that unique way that 300 did. We have him as this genius behind a massive, massive project with a space station where you have 17 countries come together. But Gerard Butler himself in this movie, he's a lone wolf. He's a live wire. He's a renegade. He doesn't care about politics. He hates the government. And he looks real cool in a leather jacket. What more do you want? This, This is his role. This is Gerard Butler in real life.
0: Objection. Objection. If he's so cool, how come his house is on wheels?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you saying a house on wheels is not cool? Listen, he got knocked down a couple pegs. So this is this is Gerard Butler being the everyday man, right? He was at his peak. He's going to court meetings, shouting at politicians, right? Running, flying into space each and every day because he's that cool. Three years later, yeah, he's knocked down a couple pegs. He's he's might be at the bottom of his game living in a trailer park, but... He's got a daughter. He's also unemployed <laughs> and divorced. I think, he, I think he's consulting on the side. I, I don't recall, but yeah. Yeah, it's that, not mentioned. That, you
0: have to you have to watch the DVD uh, director's commentary. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> he has to get the commentary on it. What is happening? Our
0: Gerard time? Butler may be divorced, but he's still employed, making our Gerard
3: Butler way better.
4: He's one of the chosen few. He's one of the chosen few that they have to save for the rest of humanity to, sur- but our, to survive. But
3: Arthur Butler is in the same boat. He is the chosen one to save this space station and to save the world, the full world. I don't think you understand the weight behind that for this man. He is the one person that can save the day, save the planet, save the human race.
0: Yeah, but in in Greenland, his wife and kid are
3: his whole world. So basically, he's doing the same thing in Greenland. Mm-hmm. So. Also, why did he leave them at the airport station when they're about to board for Greenland? And he's like, oh, I got to go get this insulin. I mean, we can all
0: agree that that's 100% on that dumbass kid. Like, that's the kid's fault. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hands down.
3: <laughs>
0: and why'd he fuck around? Because he's a man. And we all know what up. Right, guys?
3: <laughs> oh, boys be boys. Yeah. <laughs> boys be boys.
1: Yeah. Okay, so let's 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 talk about what they actually do in this movie. Can we start with Greenland? What does what's his journey through Greenland? He's just well, a family guy doing what? He's an average man with with an average life.
3: Yeah, yeah. I
0: am trying to, but everyone's talking over me. Okay, so Gerard <laughs> Butler, yes, average. Architect. Describe he's his an character: an average man great. with an average <laughs> life. All he wants to be is left alone <laughs> with his average wife. Um, <laughs> then a comic shows up. His name is Charles Chuck. Charlie? Clark. I think Chesterfield. Okay. Um, (laughs) Basically, Clark shows up. Uh, They knew that this comet was going to crash into Earth. And this is Greenland, by the way. Turns out the government just been lying to everybody to not cause widespread panic. The comet was always just going to totally nail Earth. Which is the first very believable thing of this movie. And there's going to be several key moments where it's like, yep, probably would fucking happen. The first thing is, yeah, the comet's going to strike. Thankfully, it only hits um, squarely into Florida. So like nothing of significance is lost, but it does cause repercussions for the rest of continental United States, which is the real tragedy that they're trying to deal with. And basically, yeah, so he's separated from his wife, but as an architect and a really successful architect, he's going to be needed for the continuation of the human race, uh, which is, as you can imagine, going to be protected in Greenland much like it would definitely happen in the real world they try to organize this through a shitty half-assed half concocted idea of text messages and putting messages on tv screens which mm-hmm. the second most accurate thing that would definitely happen because the government would totally fuck this up and be like, "Well, just
3: send them a text message." Even better, even better. Let's do a QR code. To really <laughs> do a QR code yeah, to get in.
0: <laughs> a QR code to enter like life saving sanctuary would be like totally a plot point that they like, you know, play with and like someone said, "Nope." Nope, like someone tries to steal it, they're immediately found out, doesn't work at all. That QR code, perfect plan. (laughs) They use the QR code to
2: get the wristbands, and then the wristbands have your name and stuff on them, right? Well, yeah, but once you have a wristband, you can basically just do whatever you want. They don't check beyond the wristband. It's like concert rules. It's like, your hand got stamped,
3: fucking get on the plane, get to Greenland, it's good enough. Actually, that's a really good point, because Roy just like, straight up steals, or they steal the wife's wristband... They go to the the station to see if they can get on a plane. And the, the guard's like, yeah, yeah, you have a wristband. That's fine. VIP rules. Just pass on through. Until the kid starts crying, being a little baby. So he's the guy. He's trying to get his family to the bunker. Like,
1: what? Does anything happen? Like, is he?
2: Yeah, what are his struggles throughout Greenland?
4: Yeah, he kills a guy with a hammer. He
2: kills a guy with a hammer. Hammering guys. He's chasing after his dumb shit wife and his dumb shit kid and he has to kill more dumb shits <laughs> with a hammer and then he does a bunch of yeah. dumb shit things and they end up in Greenland. That's the whole movie, right?
4: Also, also the the dumb shit that he kills with the hammer is a white nationalist that so yeah. it's basically him writing all of the wrongs that in that that are going wrong in this country. Right. Yeah. He's a hero. Yeah. yeah. He 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 gets revenge on the intolerant. That's what
3: he does. <laughs> Ooh, I'm liking this it is. more and more now. Wow. Exactly. wow. Okay, that might be a point yeah. in Greenland's favor right there. So let's well, let's done. switch well, over. Done. What is
1: what, what happens to GeoStorm?
2: What's his character arc? Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, go let's ahead. Tell us going. what happens to GeoStorm. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Gerard Butler in GeoStorm is a man's man, and he has a full arc because he starts right up at the top of the world. And then, like, says and does stupid things where his anger just gets him into trouble. And then he's no longer a cool guy because he lives in Florida and, like, lives in a trailer and fixes... like, lawnmowers? I think that's all he was doing. He was doing something with cars. I don't know. He's like a super genius, and that's all he's doing. But he's got an actual arc where he's like, oh, I've got to reclaim my life. I've got to, uh, you know... <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got to, you know, juice up his relationship with his kid who has a big part in Geostar. Just, they didn't forget about the kid halfway through and then bring him back in. Can you
0: can you tell us who plays the brothers so we can have a clear image of the fucking brothers <laughs> in
3: this goddamn movie? Yeah, we
4: need to talk about the brother.
3: I, I have I them listed. Yeah, I got him listed as Jimmy Boy Crybaby. That's that's my. <laughs> I personal don't know his name, <laughs> but I do know
2: every single scene he is about to burst into tears. His name Even is later Jim scenes Sturgis? when he's supposed to be crying, Sturgis? he's just right on the edge of yeah, tears. Sturgis or circus Max, circus? Max Lawson circus? in this movie. His name's Jim.
0: Jim S. His name's Across the Universe. That's his name.
4: Yeah.
2: Yes. And Mr. Across the Universe uh, goes, and he's talking to the kid, and it's like, oh, <laughs> uncle, I love you so much, but my dad, he's just a dumb shit. And then Dry Brother comes up, and he's drunk, and his stomach's hanging out, and he's all fat and shit.
3: And
2: he's like, yeah, I used to be the space guy. And that's our hero. That's how you're introduced to
3: him. And it's, oh, boy pretty magical and that's that's something people can relate to that's the thing right there everybody's had that day week year of where you just let yourself go and just get in day drunk at 11 a.m fixing lawnmowers so completely relatable completely fine isn't the movie started with the girl too though isn't she like the opening she does the intro and she does the outro of this movie
2: (laughs) (laughs) she's the narrator for some reason because, like, children of the future and, you know, like, in a good movie, there's kids or whatever. These are all opinions that I hold very dear to my heart. <laughs> so Greenland has a comet coming towards it.
3: And that's the disaster. Now, what does Geostorm, like, what's the disaster there? Like, what's happening? Man. Man is the disaster when you when you really Ooh. break it down. Ooh, deep. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm.
0: But more practically, it's little missiles that they shoot at clouds. Is the problem. <laughs> that's the that's the more direct problem. Yeah. So, is it climate change or is it just just weather? I don't think this movie knows the difference between climate and weather because they <laughs> they open the scene with talking about climate change, and then the first display of this orbital array is to shoot clouds away so that it's sunny, and then the news reporter kind of <laughs> glibly says, huh, "Another sunny day." And it's like, that's not climate, that's weather. And that's not solving your CO2 emission crisis, that's making it sunny.
2: It solves it. Rather than deal with any of our problems, humanity banded together to send a bunch of shit into space to cover the planet with debris. Because there's like screws and shit that come loose all the time and whatever else.
4: Geostorm, the movie is so good about like CO2 emissions that they send giant rocket ships with one person in it to go to the space station. And that's it. Ger- Gerard Butler goes to... They send him to space and he is the only person in a giant rocket ship. You could fit a hundred other people in this thing. They just send him by himself. And there are like hundreds of these things. Yeah, but he's the coolest dude who ever lived. He's important.
2: He can run up to strangers and say, give me your tie, you helpful black man outside the front of the building at the start of the movie. And he'll do it. He's a celebrity. Okay, but I think this this is an important
0: issue to address. Which movie portrays people of color more accurately willing to sacrifice their lives and their loved ones for the white hair heroes better. I think it's Greenland because not one, not two, not even three people of color were just like, I'll be dead for you white lady with absolutely no regard. Like one of the one of the, the black women like even mentions her own children. And it's like, lady, what the fuck are you doing? Go save your kids. Like, why would you be helping this white lady?
2: Because she's really important. She's married to Gerard Butler, that guy that we like. Oh yeah. Mm. That's as far as Greenland goes yeah. with it. Not like Geostorm, which is full of many rich, diverse characters. Black guy at the start, Mexican at the end, German lady who's in like two scenes. But she's actually British. Yeah. I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but I just need you to know that Geostorm so is, is, is much a diverse than movie Greenland. and Greenland is basically the white lady wins,
1: is what I'm hearing. Is that is that <laughs> what happens?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, okay. Well, there's, there's a big pattern of that family just endangering everybody and actively making situations that they're in worse for everybody around them. It, it starts out with them, you know, going to the planes when they've got a diabetic kid, shouldn't be allowed on, but they still go. They're so selfish. What a bunch of assholes. And then the black military cap is like, I'll help you out. Please stop screaming in my face. And she doesn't stop screaming in her face. It's weird. This movie is by
0: Karens and for Karens. <laughs>
3: Is that does that work in your favor? Like,
0: <laughs> we're all we're all Karens inside, you guys. Weren't we all raised oh, by God. Karens after all?
1: Ooh. Okay, so we got this overlying threat from an outside source about to destroy the world. Do our characters struggle with any other stuff in the movie? Like, is there any other human factor within the movie? Yeah, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: give me sugar so sometimes I don't know exactly how it happens but some kids are born different and they are a burden on their families and the fathers have to you know look for some sexual satisfaction outside of marriage because of the burden of their children um, so this child has diabetes and it's a bad one it's a real bad case of the betis Um, as far as we can tell, he needs an injection every, um, 15 minutes or so, or he's dead, like dead, dead. Yep. It's intense. And, and so they're, they're experiencing the end of the world and they just can't let go. They're like, I know like he's dead in like a month anyway, because like, what the hell are they going to do once, you know, the insulin supplies run out, but they don't care. They're, they're trying to save their son. And thankfully the rational army who are guarding the planes to Greenland, they sacrificed the boy, which is the right thing to do in the end. And they said, nope, he's sick. We don't want him. Survival of the fittest. The
2: third <laughs> most accurate thing. Yeah, it's a purge. It's a pur- so you guys are pro-eugenics is what I'm hearing. Yeah. If we could just get rid of these beatest kids in the future, everything would be better. Because that's not the world of Geostorm. The world of Geostorm is one where everybody gets to hang out and there's sunshine and rainbows literally everywhere because like, they thought that was just a cool thing you can do with technology and didn't stop to think, maybe we shouldn't. Do they actually
4: care about everyone in Geostorm? Because I distinctly remember them freezing an entire village in Afghanistan and nobody gave a shit. Nobody cared at all because it's like... Oh, I believe no one really knew. Uh,
2: that is analogous to real life. For all we know, <laughs> every village in <laughs> Afghanistan is frozen right now. <laughs> Nobody nobody knows. Nobody's
1: reporting it. what is the human aspect in Geosarm? Is there a human aspect? Is there a human conflict?
2: Is there a bad guy? They they set it up like it's going to be man versus nature. But it's only man versus man. It's Gerard Butler taking down a punk. And it's Gerard Butler taking down Ed Harris. Both Mm -hmm. of which um, represent... Many different things. Basically, every possible explanation that you could think to have for a villain is in Geostorm. That's what makes it great. You can just pick and choose your motivations based on your own worldview. You insert yourself into the movie, and that's its true strength. Unlike Greenland, where you're just watching a dude, like, fuck around and beat dudes to death with a hammer and steal cars. But he's still the good guy. We still like him. In Geostorm, you have a real hero, an actual man, who struggles, is not perfect, makes mistakes, also is really big and despise shit conveniently, but we'll get into that later. Oh. It's a great film. The human element is there. <laughs> it is all about man versus Honor, other men. Your Honor, <laughs> I'm playing I'm this I'm My, this my opponent is clearly course. just... He'll go. My opponent is clearly just rambling.
0: He has not thought beyond the next three words of that sentence.
2: I can guarantee you. I needed to see how far he would go. (laughs) Unlike Geostorm, Geostorm is exactly that kind of movie where you don't need to think ahead. You just need to strap in and you get ready for that fucking rocket ride.
3: Even if it's just one person. Okay, okay, okay. Straight to the moon. I'm going to back up my teammate because... Tom is completely... Thank you! (laughs) I'm here for you, buddy. (laughs) We're on the same team. We're doing it together. I'm going to back him up because, yes, so Dave wants us to focus on the human element. What is this portrayed well in Geostorm versus Greenland? I say with Geostorm, yes, we've got a couple things. So we've got father and daughter relationships. This man would do anything for his daughter. He goes to space to see... My daughter's down there! Yeah. (laughs) Beats Beats up a British punk in space while dodging bullets. And before getting injected into space, we've also got the brotherly love connection, where these two brothers, torn apart due to their jobs, their careers, their political beliefs, coming together to, again... Save the world. I can't put a strong enough emphasis on this. Gerard Butler is saving the whole world. Greenland, saving a little family. Doesn't care about anybody else. Destroying other people. Destroying relationships with, I think it's her father-in-law. I can't remember. Doesn't even care about them. Lets him die with his drunken buddies while they're playing black da- uh, gammon doesn't matter. Black gammon? Yeah. Can we back up? What's what Black gammon, please? Can is you explain Black the Cam? rules to Black gammon? I, 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 I kind of like went into Tom's mentality where I stopped thinking and just words were coming out. Yeah, we noticed. <laughs> so
1: basically what you're saying is Geostorm is about the big picture and then Greenland's focused on like the yes, individual. Yes,
3: but no. Yes and no. Yeah, no, that's
2: exactly what I was saying. That was my
3: point. <laughs> I say yes <laughs> Thank because you, again, focusing on the world, saving the world, but then going down to those smaller elements such as the daughter, the brother, and yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Those those two strong strong connections.
4: I can you can, you cannot use that brother as a positive for this movie. Like look, what I are you talking I, about? I will I will readily seat, admit that Mar- the- I will readily Matthew. admit that the Matthew. child in, Green, in oh, Greenland, Matt, let, Matt is, Matt, let Matt talk. Let Matt talk. Thank you. Thank you, Judge. I will readily admit that the child in Greenland is a top five annoying kid actor of all time. It's really bad. He's 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 actually awful. I would argue the worst child actor of all time is played by across the universe guy in Geostorm. He has the both the haircut and the mental fortitude of a small child as as tom mentions he is on the verge of tears in every single scene he's like the he's like the living embodiment of you know like three kids standing on each other's shoulders in a trench coat pretending to be a full-grown human (laughs) being that's him and he's the most annoying person in every scene he has this weird code that he like uses with gerard butler where like every fourth word makes up some secret message that they're trying to deliver it's the most bullshit stupid like i'm going to i'm going to shoehorn some spy shit into this dumb disaster movie that you could ever imagine it's awful explain yourselves and well to to build on the analogy of the three child in a trench coat
0: metaphor that you were working with the top child is the kid from et giving that tearful <laughs> speech about I don't remember what the kid was talking about, saving E.T. or, like, being friends or something, but that's that character. Three children yep. stacked up with E.T. kid at the top, yep. and um, that's
1: the takeaway from, from Geostorm. That's quite the picture you guys painted. I like it.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're wordsmiths here. We, we, we paint <laughs>
0: pictures let me... with
4: words.
2: <laughs> let me flip this on you. Let me play my Uno reverse Ooh. card. You have just adequately described a character from Geostorm. Now, please do the same thing about a character from Ooh, Greenland. Spicy. Okay. I'll wait. <laughs> we will describe
0: the noble <laughs> grandpa. Yes. Who? There we go.
3: <laughs> Who's in it for five minutes.
0: Let, <laughs> let them the try. Let's guy. see this. From every movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Scott Um, Glenn.
2: What's... Yeah, Scott Glenn. What's he most famous from? Like, what would be? Kill Bill, I believe. A uh, sucker punch. Yeah, sucker punch. I think is. Yeah, it's Kill Bill. So it's for-,
4: punch. <laughs> <are his> <laughs> big- for the last time, that's not. <laughs> that's not him. It's the same person.
2: Scott Glenn is still alive. He didn't kill himself by choking uh, himself with a belt in a hotel room in Taiwan. I think. <laughs> Look, so that's the only legacy that David Carradine leaves us. But Scott Glenn is a fine yeah. actor. Who was in A Sucker Punch, uh, Silence of the Lambs, uh, the Daredevil TV series? Is Stick. So,
1: Nothing so are else. you guys describing him by just using him as a reference? Like he is the old grandpa because he is that person.
4: <laughs> well, he just he I just literally
1: surely haven't gotten a freaking word out since I mentioned his name. So <laughs> let me just describe him first.
0: <laughs> Silence of the okay. Lambs. Here, Dylan. So noble, grandpa is the only person doing what everybody should be doing when a fucking comet's about to crash into Earth is getting drunk with your friends and playing blackgammon. And that's (laughs) what (laughs) everyone should be doing. It's the most logical reaction to a world-ending event, which is do fucking nothing because nothing you're going to do is going to be worth it. At best, you're going to survive in a horrendous, like, nuclear wasteland in Greenland. By the way, people can't survive in Greenland now. Like right now, <laughs> so when it, after a comet hits, it's not going to be a good place to be. So they only he's, one of the bunkers, though, right? There's many of them. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't remember this fucking movie. Anyway,
2: um, <laughs> he's. I here. can definitively answer that. Hold on, hold on. No, there's only one bunker. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's literally just Greenland. There's no like president going over to uh, like NORAD or something in Montana. Everybody on the planet is going towards Greenland. Yeah. Right.
4: Well,
0: I
2: mean, when, when the comet
0: struck uh, Florida, the sheer amount of crystal meth launched into the atmosphere um, coated the continental United States. So nothing could grow for like a thousand years.
2: Oh, facts. <laughs> I that's what it all the bath salts were just like flash fried. Viborized. They just got shot up into yeah. the atmosphere. That's
4: it. Millions. Millions were, we're eating people's Florida faces now. off.
2: It was pandemonium
0: in Tennessee. It was complete madness.
4: Everyone in the continental United States became Florida man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be crazy. That's the real disaster. Yep.
0: Um, so yeah, Greenland was the only hope. So so that's the grandpa, the noble grandpa. You got the um, kid whose main f- feature is he's got well, the I stand corrected. Um, he's got the Beatus. Um, and then we got the mom who is the um, the hot woman from uh, Firefly. Um, I forget her name. The actress, but. Morena
4: something or other. Nathan Fillion,
0: I think that's who you're thinking of. He's so handsome. The girl from all those Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) No, so she's she's a character who uh, just can't keep her hands on that kid, just keeps losing that kid over and over again. Um, And then there's Roy, and Roy is a kidnapper guy. With a heart of gold,
2: can you yeah? Can you just go off and do a little tangent into this Roy Anderson character? I sure, feel yeah. like... His name's been brought up a few times. Can we have that whole arc
1: of him? Yes. Please. Okay.
0: So Roy from the office shows up, picking up the daughter and the son after they got separated from the husband because the kid, when they're getting on the plane, of course, forgets his goddamn insulin, dooming his family to like death. You know, Gerard Butler tries to go back at the insulin. They get separated. Now they're trying to get. Reunited. Anyway, I forget exactly how, but the kid and the and his mom find themselves on the side of the road. Roy Anderson picks him up, start chatting. Roy realizes they have the wristbands that can get them to Greenland. He devises a dumbass plan where it's like he's gonna kidnap the kid and you know try and get to Greenland. Long story short, it doesn't work. Because the kids just like he's not my dad. It
2: almost works. <laughs>
0: it, it, yeah, it actually came really very close. close it to it having came very work. close because I mean, like Roy he might had be the, the smartest perfect, person in that movie. He had the perfect kid who is just like literally like dangerously useless. So like he almost <laughs> got away with this
4: shitty plan, but uh, not quite. But look, you th- you would do that. Like I would say that Roy is all of us. Wouldn't we all do everything we possibly could in that situation to survive? Well, according, no, according be to Dylan, Black, I'd be playing Black Avenue and drinking. getting drunk with my friends. Okay, there's that too, but like, <laughs> if you, like, that's old people. Like, I, I'll, I'll tell you this, like, Judge, I would gladly, like, I would not hesitate to kidnap one of your many children if it meant that I could survive an apocalypse. <laughs> that's, that a <laughs> that's a threat. That's a threat. So you better vote for us at the end of this episode. <laughs> we'll take your kids
1: and your wristband. Okay, so I got a question. So in Greenland, this comet's hurtling to Earth, and it's going to blow it up. It's called Chesterfield. Chesterfield. Why Why is the military even, like, trying to get everyone organized? Like, when the military personnel be like, fuck it, we're going to try to get to safety ourselves? Or is, like, the military completely brainwashed to do their bidding? Well, yeah, they're there to help the white lady. Matt, your point was... You would try to do anything to save yourself, but all these military personnel are going to die anyways.
4: I'm not in the military, and also, uh, you know, I'm I'm a real Karen on the inside, too, so.
0: Yeah, they took an oath, okay? They took an oath to protect white ladies from comments. It's right in there. It's right after uphold the Constitution, protect white ladies from comments, okay? So maybe oaths don't mean a lot to you, but to... (laughs) The people in uniform... They're just tripping over themselves to Your help. Honor, I they just I'm want concerned to get those white the, people on that plane. I'm concerned that my opponents don't support our troops. And I want both of them to state <laughs> definitively whether or not they do.
2: <laughs> oh, say can you see, by the dawn's early light, was so proudly... Okay, I do support the troops.
1: We have the main character... Trying to do his his stuff, his jazz. He's running human conflicts. Let's switch gears and let's focus on the actual disaster itself. I feel like Greenland, let's start with you guys. You guys are pretty. It's a comet, right? Yeah.
4: Asteroid. Asteroid. <gasps>
1: no, it's a comet. Oh, it's it's a so comet. boring. Is it a comet? Oh. I don't
0: know. Yeah comet you see the difference between a comet and an asteroid a comet is mostly made of ice and gaseous particles whereas asteroids are usually rocky or metallic in their
1: constitution that's how you know the difference so is the comet more interesting than whatever magic's happening in geostorm that's that's what i'm getting down to like is your disaster better than geostorm's disaster well our disaster is real so Mm. like our disaster happens,
0: whereas the geostorm disaster is kind of vaguely threatened to happen. You get little tastes of what it could do.
2: So you get Afghans oh, frozen. Oh, you get the full fucking smorgasbord. <laughs> you get people fucking
3: frozen. You get lasers coming out of the sky. You get sunny weather. You get rain. You got Russia melting. You got Dubai flooding. We got frozen tidal waves in Brazil. Dubai doesn't just flood, it is entirely like consumed
2: by the ocean. There is like a 300 foot wave that just shoots in. And that's exciting. Right. That's what I want in a movie. If I might. Yeah, like, oh no, rocks are falling from the sky. (laughs) Oh. Uh, I fucking
0: clearly explained what a comet was made out of. And the fact that you just said rock is insulting
2: to me and the judge. Well, now you need to go back and watch the movie again because those are clearly not balls of ice. They are flaming hunks of rock. Boom! Oh! If ice is big enough, it ain't going to burn off. It can still
0: cause a whole bunch of problems.
2: Oh, yeah? Do we have any physicists here who could maybe uh, like back
4: that claim up? Yes, we totally do. And they do.
2: Oh, Matt! What?
0: Matt, get yeah. the paper out. Get the, get it. the calculations. Yeah, I swear to thing. God, if
4: you pull out another paper <laughs> to do right. an explanation of
0: why the physics <laughs> yeah. works for this, yeah. yeah. Okay, listen. listen. I did all the Matt's holding up a, p- a piece of paper. It's got an ice cube with fire around it, and it's point- an arrow pointing at Earth, and
2: then just like a big X through it. So I think you can work the That's calculations definite. yourself yeah. out at home. All right, the math is there. The math is solid. The math. This is, is, is way
4: more dependable than like magic space lasers that cause weather not climate weather yeah your honor I want I want these losers on the other
0: side of this argument to explain how the capabilities of this array combats climate change
1: how could it possibly combat climate change we will get to that I want to hear that too but first I just want what is like it's is it a man-made disaster or is it straight climate change that they're battling
2: like what's the doomsday in geostorm? Is it the, the doomsday scenario is that they created the system that like no one except one guy on the planet really understands or comprehends. And, and then said like, yeah, it's probably fine. Uh, No one like check any security or access logs. Just like, just do whatever. No safeguards, no security systems, whatever. And they sent it 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 up there. And then someone said, wait a second. I could use weather to flood Dubai and make a billion. So can we just ignore that first
1: like five minute intro about climate change? And how that was supposed to be like the... It's
0: best if you do. It's <laughs>
3: <laughs> That was the reason behind why the spaceship, the Dutch boy, was created. They were trying to solve a problem that was affecting the whole so world. So
1: humans try to solve a problem and created a bigger problem.
3: Well, it turns into a bigger problem because it's put into the wrong hands. Bad people get it. That's the lesson we should learn. If you're going to build something with this much power, don't let Bad people use it. All right, it. now
1: we're on power. How does this thing work,
2: and how does it change the weather? Okay, so it uses uh, heat, and uh, it uses pressure. Yep. Uh, what's the third one? Water. That it uses
3: that's also critical? Water. I've to, yeah, no, I've been going through my notes to see if I can find this. We wrote this out earlier. Think of
0: it, think of it as an orbiting pressure cooker, and the Earth is like short ribs. <laughs> okay? okay. <laughs> now... The more water and pressure you add, diamonds are created, okay? <laughs> are you following are you me on Are you
1: saying Geostorm is a diamond of a movie? Is that what you're trying to say? Are you switching sides? I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm a scientist at
0: heart. So I just want to, okay. I like to explain and teach. I'm a teacher. I like oh. to teach people.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I guess the other side couldn't explain the magic. So you had to for them. I see how it is. Right.
2: Well, I'm I'm oh, about okay? To. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Some sorry. satellites, some satellites shoot canisters that make clouds go away. Some satellites are laser beams yep. that like are clearly meant for just like lighting things on fire, and that's it. It's those two things. That's how you. Ice blow blasters. Out. Don't they have ice blasters? Uh, we don't see it. What about that we, village? We see the end results, but. What about that village? We've already covered it. Nobody cares about Afghanistan.
3: Get off his back. There's also some... Think of
2: the array like a microwave.
0: And think of the earth kind of like a hot pocket. So the heat rays are implanted to the core. So the core gets... The outer shell gets wicked hot. And the internal core stays frozen solid. Okay.
1: Offset
2: of how earth is supposed to be. Yes. The hot pocket theory. Yeah.
3: (laughs) put together Einstein's, Einstein's
0: theory of hot pocketivity <laughs>
3: <laughs> who cares about that I want to watch disasters happening on the screen I want big booms I want our heroes running running away from China melting I want lightning storms I want Gerard Butler in space doing a thousand flips that's what oh I want. what did Greenland have to offer me with their disaster they're just on the road they're driving then they're walking and then they're on another car Geostorm delivers with explosions. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt throughout the whole Greenland experience. Sleepy, tired, and a little annoyed. Geostorm has a scene where a lady has to
2: outrun a wave of cold that's coming out of the beach, and it's so exciting. She's a
3: pretty lady, and that's why you care. Mm, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if she was an uggo, I'd be like, ah,
2: fuck this. (laughs) Huh.
1: Huh. I think Matt, Matt, I believe you had something you wanted to chime in with. Space.
4: I got we yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about him doing his thousand flips in this in space. There is a scene <laughs> in Geostorm where they have to go like apparently some a piece of debris fell off the the side of the spaceship and it's caught in a net on the outside of the, their array. And of course, it has some important information in it. And of course, you would send the most, the two most important people on the entire ship—the one who designed and built the entire thing, and the other person who's the head co-captain of the ship or whatever. Those are the two people you would send them mm-hmm. on a spacewalk to go and collect this debris, right? Makes sense. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah. And um, except it doesn't. Anyway, and of course somebody is trying to kill Gerard, Jared Butler. And like his the boosters on his on his uh, spacesuit start malfunctioning and he goes like flying all over space and he's running into the side of the spaceship. And it is the most ridiculous, awful special effects I've ever seen. It's like they had like a scene that looked sort of normal, and then the director says, Oh, that's not exciting enough, and then they sped it up like a thousand times. So none of the physics make any makes any sense. And for some reason they like they started playing this like Benny Hill, Yakety Sax music in the background. It's like he's. he's <laughs> Which like, to be clear is not Yakety Sax, don't come back, Adam, in case you're still unclear on that.
3: I was, like, I was actually going to sing it again.
4: <laughs> it's a different song. Completely different. It was a real it was a really weird directing choice, but that's like it took me out of the movie completely. It's It's so bad.
0: Your Honor, to dogpile on this shitty movie. Um, if I wanted to watch a Scottish sack, bloated sack, spin around, <laughs> I'd go to Robbie Burns Day and watch haggis get cooked. Because watching Gerard Butler in space was the dumbest thing I've ever had to, to, to the pain of viewing.
2: So, yeah, just had to add. Okay, uh, Your Honor, I'd like to point out that this means that he enjoyed Lord of Illusions more than GeoStar. And I think that we all know that's false. There's no possible way that he liked
3: that movie more.
2: I mm. don't what were you gonna say?
3: Yeah, yeah, I wanna address this because Gerard Butler, we have to say, yeah, he's more bloated than Bukowski after a five day bender <laughs> in both of these movies. But at least you get to see that spinning around in space. That pulled me in. I was so excited to see him doing some flips. He did like a head stall across a solar panel. That got me into the movie and that just sees what this man is willing to go through to save the world, to save his daughter, to save his brother. This man is willing to risk everything for this space station. So, I don't I don't know what Greenland was trying to offer. Yeah, he's trying to save his family. Whatever. But he's doing face plants, grinding, grinding <laughs> on the space station, zero cheese, <laughs> not vomiting in his suit at all. Just riding it out. Right, right. Your Honor, I what, demand that our real. two
0: opponents declare right now they'd support families. I demand it.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so we kind of got the idea of the movie. Uh, I would like each side to kind of explain to me how the movie kind of wraps up. And their dirty final thoughts for their movie. Dirty? Ooh. <laughs> Why do they have to be dirty? Oh, they, have they have to be dirty, Adam.
3: <laughs> Dig deep for this one, Adam. I think we can go there. Oh, boy. I'd fuck that girl's <laughs> I'd fuck <laughs> him so hard. <laughs> Wouldn't
4: you like to be trapped in a bunker with him for nine months straight? Ooh. Ooh. Uh... Ooh. Okay, so let's, let's start yeah. with
1: Geostorm. How does Geostorm wrap up and what are your dirty final thoughts?
3: how do we want to take this, Tom? <laughs> do, we, do we explain what the motives of the tagnus were? I think, because... I think
4: that you should. I demand that you explain the motives of the villain in this movie.
3: Okay. Okay, oh, yeah. I think I can take a stab at this.
2: But, yeah. Uh, do you want to take Ed Harris or the goon on the station?
3: I'll take Ed Harris because I think this one's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> we, what? Start with the, do the goon first.
2: So... Gerard Butler eventually comes to the realization that there's some sort of traitor on the station that's doing these things, that's uh, messing with all the computer-controlled stuff on the station, including his personal boosters, for some reason. It's, it's very strange. But it, it comes down to them setting off the self-destruct sequence, which cannot be aborted, and he has to get into a fight with one of the guys who he thought was friendly, but is actually a bad guy. And he's he's got him uh, at gunpoint, I believe, and he says, Why... <laughs> why would you destroy the whole planet? And the guy's like, well, check it out, see? Because if there's no good land left, then I'll have a cool island somewhere and it'll be worth a lot of money. And I like money. And then Gerard was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the guy goes, ah, well, some people just want to watch the world burn. And then he gets sucked into space after <laughs> some, some punching and kicking. <laughs> and it's it's both things at the same time. The guy wanted money, but he also wanted to see the world burn. So that's pretty compelling, I think. That's better than like... Guy who got hammered, uh, his motivation, which was like, "Hey, you fucking Scottish!" You keep building piece of
0: up the, shit. Roy was the main antagonist. We've already covered our main antagonist,
2: so yeah. <laughs> I believe the main antagonist was the comet. I was going to say the comet. Well,
0: the main, <laughs> the main human antagonist, yeah. the main yeah. antagonist was the comet.
3: All right, Adam. What's what's other? Oh, th- yeah. So Ed Harris is the chief of security something along those lines anyway long story short with this this is why this movie like deserves a reward for its writing ed harris an oscar i think they call it (laughs) yeah no i was just wanting like a a sticker or maybe like a ribbon for this one but ed harris's motive to use the geostorm weapon or to create all these geostorms is because he can then become president but he can also set back everybody to the 1950s because those were the good old days where things were easier, simpler, technology not advanced, God being good. And he also just wants that pure chaos factor of just having the U.S. as the one power state that's ruling the whole entire world. So it's, it's multiple things, just like our British programmer in space that gets sucked out, it's multi-layered, but it's also relatable to everybody. They can they can relate to these villains because there's at least one point that they can go down or one branch that they can follow. So very, very compelling antagonist that we must defeat. He sounds like a an okay boomer to me. I we, got us. <laughs> hold on, <laughs> I gotta
4: I gotta clarify because I think I know I know this movie better than the other council my opposing counselors know their movie. Ed Harris is Secretary of State. And his whole plan is that he's going to, they're at, they're in Orlando at the Democratic National Convention, and he is going to blow up the convention center, and therefore he would become president if he kills all of the people at the convention. Right, okay, so he is the Secretary of State. There are only three other people in between him and and the presidency there. Wouldn't it be easier to just kill those three people separately rather than go with a space laser and blow up the whole building.
3: Why take the chance of trying to kill each individual one at different times when your plan could be foiled rather than shooting a giant space gun, taking out all three?
4: Also, like the number of people that would require for his plan to work is a giant conspiracy. He has like a whole huge set of mercenary secret service agents. There's so many holes that Mm -hmm. this thing's going to fall apart in. Also... This is the Democratic National Convention. That means there is going to be an election in like 12 months from this point. He gets to become president for 12 months and then is likely to get voted out for the next guy anyway. This is his big, long plan here.
3: So I think if, if we had probably another 30 minutes in Geostorm, this would have probably been elaborated where we would have seen Ed Harris go. All right. Yes. Now I am the successor. I am the president and I'm going to enforce that I stay president until the day I die because I have a giant space gun that can zap, uh, flood, freeze anyone that opposes my view." So he would just stay as president. And he's got the power. How
0: does this address like the nuclear arsenal of Russia? Wouldn't Russia just be
3: like, no, oh, and if- He melted, they they melted Russia earlier. The whole thing. There's no <laughs> the repercussions
1: thing. for America after you just melt <laughs> Russia. Is this
2: whole system run by one country instead of, like, a world organization? Well, initially, only the United States can be trusted with this kind of power. No other nation should have this kind of power. And they were just about to transfer control to the world before Ed Harris kicked off his master plan. Ed Harris and Guy on so Space. So Ed Harris didn't want the commies to get control of this? He didn't want a lot of things. He didn't want the commies, uh, the godless, the, the weak... The the Democrats or basically anybody, he wanted to be the mm-hmm. guy. And that's yeah. relatable. We all want to be that was a good the way.
3: guy. That's a good way of concluding it. Thank you, Tom. Teammate. What well, are your, your dirty thoughts about the whole come. movie then? <laughs> <laughs> Let's
2: get us some dirty thoughts. I'd like to split that movie open and dive deep into oh, some my analysis. God. <laughs> um, Geostorm... Is a better movie, although if I'm being honest, not by a very wide margin. Uh, both of these movies are terrible; they're both terrible disaster movies. Uh, but only one of them I'd like to take out for spaghetti dinner. So <laughs> beautiful, know, I like that. Oh, uh, let's let's
1: uh, give it to the other team. How did your movie guys end? Comet hit Earth.
0: <laughs> I nailed it, square in the Europe, right in the Europe, nailed. And this time it's something that actually mattered. So. That was a huge loss. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerard
1: does get to Greenland with his family. Does his son make it too? I mean, for the time being, but we all there's no fucking insulin there, so like, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a reason diabetes
0: get <laughs> him. And you know, Gerard's going to start freaking out. Where's the insulin? It's like, we didn't bring any. Why would we bring insulin? We didn't let diabetes on into the thing. So my son's just going to die? It's like, yeah. Why didn't you think about this before your whole? Fucking plan. Anyway. <laughs> dirty thought. Gerard
3: Butler fucks a narwhal. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that, that took a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> well, we see he's unfaithful already at the very beginning of the movie. What's going to stop him after the end of the world?
4: At least he didn't cheat on, on his wife with another human being. Other other species are fair game. <laughs> yeah. All that's right. the rules.
1: All right. so We all know that. After all, listen, you guys... Yell at each other. I think I'm going to, to go with the movie that's going to be like a baseless entertainment. And it'll have to be Geostorm. I think it caught my attention with lasers in space.
2: Yes. Are more interesting than a dude traveling to Greenland.
4: This is ridiculous.
2: That's that's correct, Judge. Thank you for this fair and based ruling. It's lit AF. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, thank you for watching <laughs> House Courthouse. And with that, The court is adjourned. Come back next time for a new trial with new litigants in the never-ending parade of schlock that is Grindhouse Courthouse. Motherfuckers.